Lisa Conway. Welcome to my world where we try to understand the business of knit and crochet design. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome to 2024 and the new episode of Craft Design Edit Sleep Repeat. I want to thank everyone who has listened throughout the last two years. I appreciate the growth. I appreciate your telling your friends and family about us and sharing with anyone who might be interested where we can be found. And I just, I appreciate all of you more than I can say. It's been a lovely, quiet couple of months of planning and thinking about how things were going to move forward here. It's been a joyful time planning other things that I will be talking about as we go along through the year. I have already arranged with two designers. I'm working with a third to come in as guests. And so I'm really excited about the lineup, and I'm really happy to say that we are back in full swing. So what have I been doing during that last couple of months? Well, you may know that shortly before, shortly after my trip last year, I released three new patterns. So that made four in my Ravelry store, although I kind of messed up how they're linked, but that's only on my end. You can still find them. And I am going to be releasing another one here in January when this is being recorded. By the time you hear this, there, it will be available. And that whole process has been a lot of fun. And I'm going to be spending a bit more of my time this year doing that. I decided that I have a goal of releasing at least six patterns this year. So with one in January and another one well on its way, several more in the queue of ideas. I'm really excited about that prospect and that possibility. As far as my tech editing goes, I am continuing to work regularly with you and I appreciate all of you more than I can say. It really is nice to have people who trust me and work with me on a regular basis. Uh, if you haven't reached out to work with me, please feel free. Um, just go to my website and there is a link there with a way to send me your first pattern and your information. And I will get back to you just as soon as I possibly can. In the effort of making my tech editing more streamlined, I am working on a new computer setup. Uh, late last year, it became apparent that my desktop is getting a little old. Not so old that it doesn't work. Apple machines don't die, people. You have to kill them. Um, that's that's one reason I stick with Apple is they just they don't die like Windows machines do. Um, they, they're much more stable, in my opinion. 
I realize that there's probably a lot of you out there immediately screaming at me. Um, I get that. But I am a diehard Apple fan. And this machine is uh, a 2017 and still going strong. But it can't run the latest updates. And that makes working on it you know, if it was just a play machine, I wouldn't worry about it too much right now. But working on it, it not being able to update to the absolute latest apps on some in some situations, we're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. So my husband and I started planning for a new system. And that means that I'm changing my desk around and I am reworking some of the applications that I'm using on a regular basis and things like that. So today, what I really want to talk about, I'm going to give you a bit of his situation of the desk setup so that you can kind of picture it. And then we're going to revisit the tech tools talk that we did last year, because there's been some things I've learned and some things that I'm using on a regular that I, I want to share with you. So um, in this new setup, I'm going to a dual monitor situation. I have already purchased a widescreen. It's a 35 wide, um, which is absolutely phenomenal for spreadsheets, which of course, as a tech editor, I live in spreadsheets. I check your numbers in spreadsheets. I create numbers in spreadsheets. So having that extra screen real estate and being able to open up the width of a spreadsheet to be able to see 16 sizes plus data columns all in one screen has made life a dream. And while at the moment it is sitting here next to my 27-inch desktop, what I'm going to be doing is replacing the desktop with a laptop and adding a 27-inch monitor that can be turned portrait for documents. So... I'm really excited about that because I won't be wasting as much screen screen real estate that way. And I really think it's going to speed things up a little bit. I know that in the last few edits, edits I've done where I'm using this dual monitor system, it's really making things faster because I'm not having to literally switch back and forth between the PDF and the spreadsheet or using my iPad for the PDF and the desktop for the spreadsheet. So I've got two different keyboards going. Um, you know, all of that is making a difference in my process. And I, I really feel like that's going to improve the whole situation. And so one step at a time, I'm working in that direction. And of course, in working to that direction, I started realizing that maybe doing the PDF annotations on my 
iPad wasn't necessarily the best way to do it because I had to ha still had to have the iPad and the computer. So I'm working more at my desk and I'm using both screens and I thought, okay, I've, I really love doing the PDFs on the iPad because of the app I'm using. It is so clean and easy to highlight and to make my comments right next to the spot on the PDF. And I didn't want to in, uh, invest in Adobe. I felt like, well, let's face it. Adobe has gone subscription, and I'm not a big fan of subscription software. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm old school, but I don't like having to pay for things year after year after year for the most part. There are some things well worth it, and I will talk about one of those later, but for the most part... And especially when it's as expensive as Adobe, getting, you know, yes, you can get the PDF reader for free, but it's not as easy to annotate in the PDF reader, in my opinion. There is a PDF reader annotator on Apple natively called Preview. We talked about that before. Again, I've had glitches with that one and it's great for opening up a quick document, but it's not necessarily great for the process of working in it day in and day out. So I found a new PDF annotator called PDF Marker. Now, as far as I can tell in my research, this is Mac only, but it is simple. It is clean. It is free, totally 100% free. There is no price on it whatsoever. And it's easily available in the Apple App Store. If you are a Windows user and you know of a really good, especially free PDF annotator for the Windows machine, I would absolutely love it if you would let me know so that I can share that with those others that are my listeners that are Windows users because I have yet to, to really find one that I felt like I could recommend. But if it, especially since I can't use it, but if you use one and you have one that you really love, please share it with me. Come to my Facebook group, come to my Ravelry group, email me um, and let me know because as I've said many, many times, I'm not a Windows user, so I'm not as familiar with the software that's available for it. I spent a fair amount of time last time around talking about the Affinity suite of software, which includes Publisher, Designer, and Photo. And at the time, I hadn't actually used them. They'd been recommended to me by more than one person. And I was seriously considering it. And lo and behold, in late summer, it went on sale. And I invested. I love them, people. Yes, they are a learning curve. But there are really super good Facebook groups 
where you can go and post questions and you can read other people's experiences and there's uh, classes on Teachable and on Udemy and other places, I'm sure. There's tons and tons and tons of YouTube videos and tutorials. So you can pretty much find anything you are looking for and need to learn almost always for free and often for relatively inexpensively. So I am loving them. Publisher has streamlined my pattern writing process and helped me develop the idea that I could actually maybe publish a few more per year than I have been. Uh, my goal is six this year. I recently released one in January and am deep in the throes of number two. I have a list of ideas, and we'll talk more about that later as well, because I'm going to share where and how I am storing that list. And between publisher being able to create a template and import my text for each pattern into that template and have them all be basically very similar in layout or nearly identical in layout. Uh, the differences being how many photos are in each pattern and what kind of tutorials might exist in the pattern needing extra photos, that sort of thing. Um, publisher makes it quick and easy. Uh, I have had a glitch. Uh, it does not like pulling in my formatting from Word. So I am no longer including numbered lists and that sort of thing in my Word document, but I can write everything up in Word. Unfortunately, it doesn't work with pages. That's, that's a problem for me, but I get it. Word is where the word, world lives. Um, and I do have it on my system. I use Word and Excel on a regular basis. But, you know, I just, I just write it all up in Word and then I can import it into the template and it, I go through and add my formatting, I add my photos, and I make sure that it's got the accurate uh, copyright year, which I just need to update the copyright year now because the year has recently changed. I'm still in January, folks, folks, even though you're listening to this in February. But change that once on the on the master page and it will stay that way all year. It, I will not have to worry about that after the first pattern of the year. And it's just as simple. It's fast. It's easy. And it may helps my patterns look consistent from one to the next. Designer, the vector graphics, that's a very steep learning curve. Again, excellent Facebook groups, excellent YouTube videos. Um, this is where I invested in a class. Designer, the vector graphics, and being able to, to 
draw the schematics that I draw and that sort of thing. I really wanted to have a better handle on how the, the software worked. And so I paid 16 bucks for one class and less than 20 for three or four others that were all bundled together. Um, so not a big expense, but well worth it in my mind to, to learn to use the vector graphics program. And then, of course, Affinity Photo, where I can truly edit the photos for my patterns and make sure that they're the best quality possible um, before I put them into my patterns. Um, th that's, it's, it's, I really have to say, I'm stumbling over the words here, but I am so excited about this software that I really highly recommend it. Um, it's one price one flat price, and they have really good sales, especially around the um, Black Friday Christmas time frame. They, they discounted it very deeply. So if you're interested in that, keep, get on their mailing list or, and keep an eye on it and watch for their sales because they do a really great sale. And you can get all three pieces of software good on Mac, Windows, and iOS. So they've got the iOS apps that are a little different than the, the computer apps, but do all the same things. And you can get all of that for one flat price. It's called their universal license. So I was able to put it on two Apple machines and my iPad I think it even downloaded onto my phone. I can't remember. But for one price and one good price. I talked about a free vector graphics software last time called Vectornator. And the only thing I really want to say about it right now is the fact that they have changed names uh, as I can't see much difference in the way the app works um, in terms of stability and that sort of thing. Um, but it is now, and I'm probably not going to say this the way they would, but linearity, linearity, curve, L-I-N-E-A-R-I-T-Y, curve. So they've, they've changed names, um, but it's still free and it's, still a vector, a good graphic vector graphics. If you're looking for something that's free, especially on the iPad, I found it much more glitchy on the computer than it I have on the iPad, but it, it still works. In researching charting software, there's still the same stitch mastery, stitch fiddle, etc. I found one new or different online software called Chartminder. Based on my research, it is limited in scope. It is only online. It is available for free, but I and it will link to your Ravelry down your Ravelry account. So if you um, use Ravelry a lot, um, you can sign in with your Ravelry account instead of creating a new account. 
whether that's of interest to you, but it is one less password you have to worry about. Um, I didn't get deep enough to discover whether or not you can download the chart. But if you can't, you could always take a screenshot of your chart and, you know, save that ping or um, JPEG and pull it into your file, your pattern file that way, if need be. So um, that's, that's the one um, piece of charting software that I came across that might be helpful. And I thought of something and now I can't remember what it was. I'll come back to it. Now I want to talk to you a little about, about organization. As this podcast was growing, Tiffany put me into Trello and organized the podcast through Trello, which was a really lovely way to share data between us because being basically online with applications for iOS and the computer, and I'm pretty positive they have an application for Windows because they are basically an online. You, you can access them strictly through the browser and never use the app whatsoever, um, or you can use the app. Um, Trello is becoming something that I'm using more and more like daily instead of just for the podcast. I also placed my client workflow, so I'm tracking as patterns come in, I add that to my Trello list and track what I need to do for each client and whether or not I've sent an estimate, whether or not I've, they've responded to the estimate and all of that is all in Trello. And I thought there's so much more I could probably do here. And as you heard, I'm kind of ramping up the number of patterns I want to write. And so I thought, what about a project list? What about, and I've kind of semi sort of tracked projects in my calendar for a long time. Um, but I didn't really track how what I really did on each one or whatever. Um, I, I just kind of wrote down, I started this project here. I ended it here. Um, I could go back at the end of the year and, and count how many finished objects I did, that sort of thing. But I thought there was more I could do with it, especially since I want to do patterns. So I set up two Trello boards, one that is just projects and one that is patterns, and they interact. So when I mark one as a pattern design, it is automatically copied into the, the design board. And when I mark things off on that design, there it's marked off on both boards. So I can separate out just what I'm doing versus what I'm doing for patterns. 
and I can have checklists that help me track all of the steps that I need to uh, go through to create the pattern and, you know, am I working on grading on this one or is it a one size, you know, those types of things I can, I can actually brain dump into, into Trello and track then my progress on each one. And with that, I'm hoping to improve my production, if that makes any sense. So, um, while I was using another piece of software and had purchased this piece of software, Trello is actually working better for me because of the way it's designed. I don't... Trello does link things that I wish they didn't, but it links things better than this other piece of software. So I'm not going to mention the other piece of software because I don't know that you would get much out of it anyway. I am in that process of tracking projects and tracking pattern design ideas and that sort of thing. I also have been requested by my husband to create a stash list. Now, this includes not just my yarn, but because I'm a spinner, it's yarn for both both knitting and weaving and, you know, crochet, that sort of thing. Um, yarn for, or fiber for spinning. Um, but he also wanted my tools. I recently added a very high-end spinning wheel to my herd. And... He looked at me and he said, what do I do with these if something happens to you? How am I going to know what they're worth? Also, if anything should happen to the house, you know, let's, let's say we had a fire. I've had a friend that unfortunately lost her house in a fire a few years back. Um, lost pretty much everything in the house. Um, that sort of thing. Uh, what, what, how would we share that information with the insurance company so that they knew what it was worth. Not that I could ever replace this particular spinning wheel. It is a one of a kind. While it's not one of a kind because of manufacturer, it's one of a kind because that manufacturer only made handmade wheels. So every wheel was slightly unique and he swore up and down he would never do another one in this wood. Uh, so, you know, it, it is basically irreplaceable if something should happen to it. But at least the insurance company would have a value. So I have been creating a project and stash list. And I... I searched and searched and searched for a good way to do the stash. I tried Excel. I tried Trello. I tried a third piece of the, the other piece of software that's similar to Trello in a way. Didn't like any of them. Was not happy with the way every piece had to look exactly the same. You know, every card had to be the same format. And 
found a piece of software, and again, I do not know if this is available for Windows. I apologize for Windows users out there. Um, I suspect it might be, but it it might not because I found it through iOS. But it's called Yarn Buddy. And I almost wonder if it's not connected to something I'm going to talk about here in a few minutes because there's a selection on every entry whether or not you want to share it with the database. But Yarn Buddy is allowing me to track on an in-progress project. Now, I'm not going to be leaving it there. Once it's finished, it's going to come out because I don't want to um, bulk it up too much with that stuff. I will put that in Trello and I will keep that long-term in Trello. But um, so current projects, you know, the ones I'm actually working on, uh, my stash, and it does allow for both my knitting yarns and my weaving yarns. Tools, which includes everything from my knitting needles to my spindles to my wheels. It uh, is easily synced among between computer, iPad, and phone. So let's say I'm using the row counter for a project. I don't have to worry about sharing that data to, to get it to the, another device, um, which has been really nice. It's, I'm not, I don't know how it's going to track charts and that sort of thing. I haven't really played with that part because I have another piece of software I use for that. Um, but for the stash stuff, especially, I am, I'm really liking it. It's simple. It's easy to use. That's what I mean by simple. It's easy to use. It's detailed in what it will store. And it's really easy to get the stuff into it, including photographs. So the one complaint I have so far is in the tool section, the photograph you add stays little. Um, whereas the stash photos, you, you can see them in a larger format. I haven't found a way to see the tools in a larger format, and I wish I could. But it will let me track cost and value and all of that. So um, I've been spending quite a bit of time in that one over the last, over the holidays, actually, when I started the process. Another piece of software that I use for my project management is Knit Companion because of the way that it tracks the lines you're working on or the, the you know, the line of the chart versus the, the written instructions. It is the best I have found for everyday tracking of projects. It's the easiest to use the row counters. It's the easiest to, to track charts. It's the easiest for um, creating that, that overall information that you need from the pattern. And because you can download your pattern directly from Ravelry, 
you don't have to download a PDF and in, import it into the, the app and, and all of that. And it does also work on both computer, iPad, and iPhone. I do have trouble with it syncing, so I upload to Dropbox and then download to the other device when I want to move things around. Um, for some reason, and I've never figured out why, I personally have trouble syncing through uh, iCloud. Don't, it's supposed to sync, and I'm sure it's something that I've done or not done. Um, it could be in the way I use iCloud because I limit what goes to my iCloud so that I don't have an overly full iCloud. Um, but nonetheless, it, it doesn't sync like Yarn Buddy does. Yarn Buddy has been very, very simple. There was no setup involved. And it's not taking a lot of space on my iCloud either, which that in itself was a big deal with what I was putting in there, especially all the photographs. Last but not least, I want to talk about a website that while it's not directly connected to creating your pattern, it might be something you want to consider adding to your pattern. I have a client who every single pattern has a line in the yarn section of her pattern with yarn substitutions. And that she gets from yarnsub.com. Yarn Sub, she goes in, she does her search for the yarn that she's used, and it brings up the possible yarns that can be substituted for it. And she links that search into her pattern. So you might want to consider that. I've still not instituted that in my patterns yet, um, mostly because I'm using very common yarns. Um, well, I've used some hand dyes and that kind of thing, but I've always done a second one in a more common yarn that I've shared as well. So that hasn't been an issue, but it is something I've considered and it's, I think, a worthwhile option. So yarnsub.com. I hope that this has been valuable. I hope that I haven't bored you half to tears, that I've included enough new information to make this worthwhile. And I really look forward to coming back to you next time with my guest, Paul Hazemeyer. Now, you might remember Paul was with us last year um, not not quite a year ago, but about seven, eight months ago. Um, but he's been living the life and he has a lot of things to update with us. And so I thought it would be a lot of fun to check back in. So join us next time. And between now and then, happy knitting. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen. And join the conversation in our Ravelry or Facebook groups. For show notes or knit tech editing and related services, please visit my website at arcticedits.com.